atmosphere this morning. Let's give some praise to the Lord right now. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Somebody shout to him. Somebody lift up your voice to the Lord. You're worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor. Hallelujah. It's an honor to be here at this wonderful church. And I have watched uh, from afar the other part of the state there in northwest Arkansas. I've watched as God has just continued to pour out His Spirit and bless this great congregation. And I've rejoiced with you in that and um, have prayed for you often as um, I've, I've just been a, um, a supporter of what God is doing here. And I, I sincerely mean that I have done that. Um, I rejoice with people when they're seeing God do great things, as we should all do in the body of Christ. Amen. And I'm so thankful for uh, the friendship that I have in your wonderful pastor and his wife, and um, Pastor O'Connell and Sister Erica. I've known them a long time, and um, he was rem- we were reminiscing a little bit yesterday about some things, and I had forgotten. I have a horrible memory, and he was bringing back some things to my memory. I don't know if he was making it up or if it was really true, but it was hilarious. And um, no, I think it was true. I've just forgotten, and... I love them so very much. These these people, you can't get any finer than what you have here in the way of leadership. Will you give your spiritual leaders a big hand right now? Your pastor and his wife. Pastor Clinton Curtis and uh, the Curtis family, I should say. I love you and I appreciate you so very much. I have many friends in this church as I'm looking around, and I give honor to each of you. God is good to us. We're a blessed people, and I'm thankful to be a part of the church of the living God. Does anybody come here expecting God to do something great and powerful and mighty, or have we come here to just go through emotion? I don't think so. I believe God wants to do the miraculous in this place. I believe God wants to do I saw some of you go, hmm. <laughs> I mean that. When I step to this pulpit, I firmly step into this pulpit knowing that I serve a God who is able to do abundantly above all that I could ask, that I could think, that I can see or comprehend with my understanding. There is a God that has moved into this house today as we begin to worship that can do anything if there is somebody in this place that will agree. Amen. Amen. So I want to direct your attention to Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. And um, we're going to go to the word of the Lord. You can keep playing for a minute, bro. Thank you. Wonderful worship from this praise team. Anointed. I thank God for you. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There am I in the midst of them. I'm just going to say it again. That if two of you shall agree, if I can get somebody to agree with me, because I've already come into this place knowing what God has spoken to my spirit, and I've already come into this place knowing that God wants to do something powerful in us. But if I can get one more person to agree with me in this house, I believe God's going to meet us in a powerful way. If that's you, will you lift your hands right now and will you begin to pray the prayer of faith? In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray right now. Break down every stronghold. Remove every hindrance, every distraction. And I pray let there be a freedom of the Spirit in this house. Let there be a freedom of the preached word today. Lord, let every word that proceeds out of my mouth be directed of you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, let there be a liberty of the Spirit. Let healing flow in this house. I feel something breaking free right now in this atmosphere. Lord, I pray let liberty come. I pray, Lord Jesus, let your Spirit fall. Let lives be set free. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Our lovely Lord who lies not said, If two of you agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. does not say it might, maybe, there's a possibility. It says it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I feel in the spirit that what we are gathered here for is simply, today, is simply to agree. It's simply to agree. The spiritual significance of this moment today must not be minimized, and it certainly could never be maximized. I feel that a glimpse into heaven would show us heaven cheering and hell fearing what is about to happen in this place today, what is happening in, this, in Sanctuary Church, and what is happening around the world in God's church, I find significance in the verse of Scripture of Christ commissioning of the 70. It is profoundly relative. For in Luke 10, 1, it says, After these things the Lord appointed other 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. You see, when you are anointed and appointed, you are before his face. The Bible said he commissioned them to go before his face. That means before his goodness, his favor, his grace, and his focus will be upon those who are commissioned today in this service. For those who are anointed and commissioned today, you will be before his face. The second point is that Jesus sent them. The Bible says whither he himself would come. When they arrived, they were a promissory note of the soon coming presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
And when he sent them, he said, I will not be far behind you. If the spiritual folks could put their ears to the ground today, I believe that we could hear, we would hear behind us the footsteps of the sea walker. We would hear behind us the one who raises the dead and the one who opens the eyes of the blind. For when you get there, healing is coming. When you get there, deliverance is coming. When you get there, salvation is coming. When you get there, revival is coming. When you get there, victory is coming. Jesus will never send you where he will not go himself. And if he sent you, then he is coming with you. Our challenge in the spirit is that we must not be consumed by conflict and conquest and conquering demons and devils, casting down adversities and oppositions. And although there's a place for that, I think we become too consumed by it. Our victory is rooted, it's consummated, and it is controlled not by conquering our foe, but by surrendering to our God. Do not think that our job is just to go whip devils. That's not what the church of the living God is commissioned to do. There is a decoy that the adversary would like to put in the place of this church and that is for us to get consumed with fighting him. We do not need to fight the devil. We need to get close to Jesus and let him fight our battles for us. We need to surrender more to him and he will fight on our behalf. We must be careful not to just... Quote, resist the devil and he will flee from you. A partial quotation leads to defeat in our lives. For there is more to that verse. The Bible says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Then you will resist the devil and he will flee. The first thing we must do is to get close to Jesus. Submit and surrender to our Savior. God's challenge through history has never been His opponent. I want you all to think about that for a minute. Some of y'all looking at me like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Who is this guy that our pastors brought in here? Just stay with me, okay? We've, we, the first thing we must do is get close to Jesus and, and, and we've got to give Him place to work and to move. God's challenge through history has never been his opponent. He has never been challenged by his opponent. This book says, the word of God tells us, this is none like him. Our God does not have an opposite equivalent. Let me illustrate this point the following way. If I say up, you say. If I say in, you say. If I would say day, you would say. If I would say good, you would say. And if I would say God, you had better not say the devil because the devil is nowhere close to being like God. He's not even on the same playing field. He has... Am I preaching in an apostolic church? I said he has no power like God. There is nothing he can do that matches the power of our God. And so it is time to shrink your adversary, and it is time to exalt your God. 
The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You cannot make God any bigger than he already is. So what does that mean when it means, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together? It's like if I took these glasses off, I can't see that sign as well as when I have them on. Because my eyes are not as great as they once were. And so if I put them on, I can see clearly. And what the Bible is saying there is when you begin to worship and praise God, you begin to put on a spiritual lens and you begin to see God for who He is and you see your problems for what they are. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. When we begin to exalt Him for who He is, our problems seem a lot smaller. Our situations seem a lot less because we begin to see God for who He is. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to, we've got to shrink the enemy to what He really is. And we've got to exalt God to what He is. There is none like Him in the earth. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus cast the devil out and he said he did it by the finger of God. I'm not sure exactly what all that means, but knowing him, it probably just meant that he went, you there. Go over here. <laughs> Flick of a finger. Point of a finger. That's the kind of God. We, he's so powerful that just by the finger of God, he said, I'm... I'm getting rid of this. Get out of here. You go there. And that is all it would have taken. The Bible said he did it by the finger of God. God's challenge has never been his opponent. His challenge has always been his instrument. It was not Egypt that was the problem. It was Moses that was the problem. It was not Nineveh. It was Jonah not wanting to go to Nineveh. It was not the Midianites. It was Gideon. It was not the Philistines, it was Israel. It was not Goliath, it was Saul. So when David got there, delivering meals on wheels and getting a report on the battle, he quickly discerned that the real issue was not between Israel and the Philistines or Goliath and Saul, but it was really Israel and God. Saul and God. God had said, no man shall stand before you. But Israel said, this one can. Have you seen the size of this guy? When they looked at Goliath, they thought that maybe God had never seen a man like this. <laughs> when God said, no man can stand before you. Evidently, God had never seen Goliath. God said, no man can stand before you. Israel said, we think this man can. God said, but you can. Israel said, we can't. There was a major disagreement that happened there. Notice with me, David quickly discerned though that there were only two things needed to win the victory. One, you must realize God is not looking for giant killers. In the Bible, God never had a giant on his side. I'm messing with somebody's theology today. 
We've heard it preached. I may have even preached it, Pastor. We need giant killers. No, we just need people who are in agreement with God's will. We just need somebody who's willing to pick up a sling and a stone out of a brook and say, I'm willing and I agree, God, if you said no man can stand against me, then no man can stand against me. Yeah. The giants were always God's enemies. Always in the scripture. God likes to take peewee and, 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 and you know, a peewee guy, just a little dude, and, and, and say, hey, I'll use you. That gives me hope. Anybody else? That gives me hope. There's some big men in here, but I was not blessed, okay? I'm not blessed with the might that you have, but I do have the might of God on my side. We do not need to be the biggest and the best. We do not have to have the most to be the greatest. God is not looking for a giant killer. All he was looking for was someone who believed God could kill the giant. Wherever you are going, you do not have to assume the role of a giant killer. God did not call you because you were a giant killer. He called you to give you the opportunity to believe that He can do anything. When the enemy says you can't do it, just know that God can do it. We're not in this to prove what we can do. We are in this to prove what God can do and to give Him the glory and to give Him the honor and to give Him the praise. Recently I told God that I've seen enough of what I can do. And I am ready and wanting to see what He can do. And the minute I began to say that and pray that, God began to show what He could do. He began to show His might and His power. I want to see what He can I have seen enough of what I can produce. I want to see what God can produce. Just believe God can do it. This is the message. Just believe God can do it. David quickly realized he did not have to be a giant killer. He just had to believe that God could do it. The second thing was God was telling Saul, you can kill that giant. Saul was saying, ain't no way. Ain't no way, God, that you can win this battle. Israel was saying, nope, ain't no way. All David had to do to win the victory was to walk out on that battlefield, lift his hand in the air, and say, God, you said no man shall stand against us, so let's shake on it because I agree." I agree. All God needed was someone who would agree with Him. All God needed was someone who would lift a hand and say, No man, you said it, that settles it. No man can stand against us. That is the way it's going to be. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will never pass away. So I'm here to preach to you today. It's time for somebody to agree with the word of God. It's time to agree that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It's time to agree that all power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus. It's time to agree that Acts 238 is still the only saving gospel that is able to save men from the guttermost to the uttermost. It's time to agree that if God be for us, who can be against us? Clap your hands if you believe that and if you agree with me today. Hallelujah.
I need to remind somebody today that God is on your side. And if God is on your side, it does not matter who the adversary is. It doesn't matter how big he looks. It doesn't matter how scary it is. It doesn't matter the doctor's report you've been given. If it doesn't matter what the enemy's told you. It doesn't matter what background you've come from. It doesn't matter your financial status. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm here to get just somebody to agree with me today. And if I can get somebody to agree with me today, God's going to show up in the midst of us. Our major battle is fussing with God. That's our major, that's our major battle. It's, it's usually not our enemy. It's usually us and God fussing about what he's spoken to us. But God, you don't understand. Isn't that funny to say? But we do it. That's how we think. Our flesh can't comprehend. It struggles. Our major struggle is debating God. Our major reluctance and restraint are refusing to simply agree with God. Agree with this word. Do you know that there are more for us than there are against us? Do you know that there is more grace than there is sin? For where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. So it doesn't matter the sin in our lives. It doesn't matter what we're coming in this place carrying. It doesn't matter how bad we've messed up. If you'll surrender to God, if you'll agree with His Word, if you... If you agree that His blood is great enough to cover our sin, if... If you agree with that today and you'll repent before Him, God said, I'll take care of it. I... I'll forgive you if you believe and agree with this word that when you're buried with Christ in baptism, taking on his name, that your sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. Did you know that there's more forgiveness than there is failure? Do you know that there are more angels than there are devils? Do you know that there is more God than there is devil? then someone needs to stand up and shout, I agree today. He is Jehovah Jireh. My God is more than enough. Hallelujah. I know that he is for me. I know that he is able. I know that he's a healer. I know that he's a provider. I know that he's a deliverer. I know that he's a way maker. I agree. I agree. My God is more than enough. I love what Paul said, nevertheless God. If God is nevertheless, then that means He is always the more. If you are serving my God, you will never come up short on God. If you are serving the God of the Word, the Bible, you will never come short of the power of God. You will never come short of the supernatural of God. You will never come short of the divine of God. Can somebody agree with me today? Your victory will not be rooted in going anywhere and whipping the devil. Your victory will be rooted in agreeing with God. The Bible said, if two of you shall agree 
on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them. Can I tell somebody today that it, it, that is why you need the church? The Bible said some things you cannot get singularly. Some things one person will never have. You must have someone who will agree with you. I agree with you. Pastor Clinton, we have come to join hands and say, I agree with you. I am ready to agree. There is power in agreement. If God said I can do it, then I can do it. If God says I can have it, then I can have it. If God said I can be it, then I can be it. I am ready to agree with my God. And I am ready to agree with my brother and my sister. I am making a statement and I want you to give hell a heart attack by shouting, I agree. The devil's worst nightmare is that the church would agree. My God does not have any problems. For as soon as he got Moses to Egypt, the Israelites came out of Egypt. As soon as he got Jonah to respond and go to Nineveh, they repented. As soon as he got Gideon believing and agreeing, wonderful things happened. This has to happen in the church today. The church has to believe and has to agree together that greater things are still to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. But somebody has to agree that the greater days are still ahead of you. That there is still can I just go ahead and be a prophetic voice to this church? I know that God's doing great things, but it's only the beginning of what God wants to do. The financiers are ready. The financiers are waiting, but somebody's got to agree. That new building's coming, but it could be filled up, but somebody's got to agree. We can't get comfortable in the wilderness. It's not Egypt, but it's the wilderness. It's, 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 it's okay here. We don't settle here. we got to agree God has a promised land. He's got a Canaan. He's got greater things in store for us ahead of us. And as soon as we agree, we give God permission. As soon as He got them to respond, He responded. It's time to agree that there is only one God. Jesus Christ is not Jehovah Junior. <laughs> now, when I, when I point at you, your part will be I agree, okay? This is going to be class participation today. There is only one God. Jesus Christ is not Jehovah Junior. He is the almighty God. It is time to agree that water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is important and necessary for our salvation. It is time to agree that the baptism of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is essential to salvation and that you will speak in tongues as God gives you the utterance when you receive it. The Bible says follow peace with all men and holiness. If we get to the world and we do not have the goods, we might as well not go. When we get there, we must have a holy life. We must have separation from the world. We must have our commitment to Jesus Christ. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. This is our day for worldwide revival. This is our day for revival in this church. This is the day for miraculous things to be seen. This is the day of deliverance. This is a day of victory. If we truly agree today, hell is about to be shaken and heaven is about to open up. For it's time to quit confessing fear. For the Lord, for the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? It's time to stop confessing inadequacies and it's time to let God show his strength to us. Oh, stand and clap your hands right now. God's getting ready to do something powerful in this house beyond what we can comprehend because somebody is agreeing with him. Woo! Hallelujah. You can come play some keys for me. That's all we need. We need a little church music up here. It's time to quit confessing defeat. You hear me. Hearing again what he says upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I agree. agree. One of you shall put a thousand to flight. That is what you can do. You can put a thousand to flight. That's pretty good. But when you agree with God, it can be 10,000. When you agree with somebody else, it can be 10,000. If I can get somebody to agree with me that God is able, that God is already working it out, that God is fighting for me. Does anybody agree today? Come on, does anybody agree that our children and our young people can walk into their schools and be a light? That's what we're about to do. When we pray over them, when we anoint them, we're going to send them out. Like God sent out the 72 by 2, but they were anointed of God. And he said, I'm not just going to send them, I'm going to come behind them. And not only that, he's going to go before them. (laughs) Because he's God. And he's everywhere all the time. It is time for us to stop just attending church and start being the church. It's time for us to every time the doors are open, we come into this place with an expectancy that God's getting ready to do the miraculous, that we're not going to have church as usual. No matter how good it starts feeling in this place, no matter how tight we get as a congregation, we got to say there's greater things in store for us. we got to continue to advance the kingdom of God. I agree. So I here in a moment, before we even have these children come up, I've just got to have some people in the church agree with me that greater things are coming. How many of you believe that God's, God's got the finances to take care of you, this church? How many of you believe that God's already made a way? God's already, God's already got it in the storehouse. God's already, don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about what's coming. Oh, we're going to build this church. How are we going to take care of it? God can do it if somebody will agree with his word. So right now, we're getting ready to pray. And when we begin to pray, 
Heaven's about to be opened up upon up this place. I want you to open your hearts, remove every distraction, every hindrance, and I want you to look up towards heaven, throw both hands in the air, and I want you to say, I agree, God, and begin to speak whatever it is that you've been needing God to do. Say, I agree that you're a healer. I agree that you can take this cancer from my body. I agree that you can bring my loved one that's lost back to you. I agree, God, that you are greater than anything in this world begin to lift up your hearts begin to lift up your hands begin to lift up your faith right now and agree that God is able God is able in this place right now God is able I agree God that you are greater than anything else in this world I agree God that no weapon formed against me shall prosper I agree God that you are a healer you're a provider you're a way maker you're a deliverer I agree God that this school year can be the greatest year of revival in our children in our young people God I agree that this can be the season of harvest for this church I agree God that you have financial miracles oh God that you want to release to us and I agree God that things can happen that are out of my control because you are for me and not against me oh yes 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 yes